0: Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. The next two episodes are focused on how to get sellers to say yes on seller finance deals. And the information is from a presentation I made recently for the Buying Without Banks. Group here in Dayton, Ohio. And I hope it uh, helps you. Reach out to me if you have any questions. All right. Today we are talking about how to ask for seller financing because always I don't want financing to be a hindrance to you in building your business, right? I built my portfolio without any uh, loans from banks and still to this day with uh, 60 some units. I have yet to use a bank for the purchase. We've done a few cash out refinances, but we don't use banks for the purchase. And I don't want you to feel like you have to use a bank either. So we're gonna talk today about how to uh, handle that conversation and really why sellers will take financing or offer financing. So in its simplest form, traditional financing, a traditional purchase of a property the financing comes from the bank. So the seller will receive the proceeds at the sale. The bank has a note, and you make payments to the bank. With creative financing, that money comes from the seller. And so the seller at the sale will probably receive some money, the money you put down, but otherwise they have a note on the house and you will make payments to the seller over time instead of the bank. That's how it works in its simplest form. All right, and I want everybody to be perfectly clear. The money is made in putting deals together. I never want people to feel like they have to have saved up so much money so that they can get into real estate. And I have clients say that all the time, where, well, once I make this amount, once I have this amount saved, Reality is, I built my portfolio before I had any money, and you can too, all right? If you know how to put deals together, what benefits there are for sellers, additionally, um, another topic is private lenders, but if you know how to put deals together, you can build your portfolio now. You and your deal are the prize. You don't have to wait until you have a set amount of money to do it. All right, so what is creative financing? As we've talked about, the seller provides the loan instead of the bank. And so you will be making a payment on that loan directly to the seller instead of the bank. So there's no bank involved usually. Um, some of the structures uh, will look at, include a loan with a bank, but that loan would stay in the seller's name. All right, so why would we want creative financing? There's a bunch of reasons on this list here. Uh, It's easier than banks, cheaper than banks, more flexibility uh, than dealing with banks. There's no limit on the number of loans you can have. There's no credit check. There's no uh, financial statement to be turned in. It's easier to renegotiate. Should something go terribly wrong in the market? and you need to renegotiate the terms. It's going to be much easier with a seller than with a bank, obviously. And maybe depending on your situation, bank funding just isn't an option. Creative financing is a great uh, tool to have and to know about to include in building your business. All right, some types of creative financing. Uh, Today, we're not going to go into each of those types, but just know that when I'm talking about um, how to speak to sellers and how that conversation should go, that it works with all of these types. So no matter what structure you use, um, this the same key things we're talking about in the in the discussion with the seller and how to make your offer, it works for all of these different types or all of these structures. So why do sellers offer financing? A lot of times when this topic comes up, uh, people think that we're trying to convince sellers to do something that they don't want to do or isn't in their best interest. And the reality is that sellers offer financing because it benefits them. There are a lot of benefits to the seller if they will offer financing. A lot of times they just don't know those benefits. And so we need to Uh, be able to explain those benefits to them and really uh, give them an opportunity that they don't know exists. So what are the benefits to them? And I would encourage you as well, anytime you're talking to a seller wrapped around this whole discussion, we want to have the discussion from the seller's perspective, right? We're not going to talk to the seller about what benefits us, why we need seller financing, we're gonna talk to the seller about the benefits for them and why they would want to offer financing. So number one, price. The seller will get a higher price for their property generally if they offer financing, especially if that's a 0% interest offer. And taxes, Um, usually if we're dealing with an investor who's selling investment property they probably have capital gains taxes they will owe. And if they sell it for all cash, they will owe all of those capital gains taxes at once. If they sell on terms, they can disperse those taxes out over the length of the terms. And through a lease option, it's even possible to make it so that that seller never pays their capital gains tax. Additionally, monthly income. A lot of investors who are retiring, they have lived off that monthly income from that rental or that property. And so to sell that property looks like a negative to them because they will lose the monthly income. However, if they sell on terms, they can continue to receive monthly income. And they're used to that model. They want the monthly income. It's a benefit for them. Okay, if you offer interest on that financing, then usually that seller will get a better return on the money than if they invested somewhere else. So I always like to ask the seller if they have plans for the money after the sale. Because unless they're willing to put it in the stock market, whatever proceeds they receive from the sale, and risk losing the principal in the stock market, Then they won't be able to get a return somewhere else that beats the interest rate I would pay on the financing. So it really is a good opportunity for them to get a return on the equity they have built up in that property. And one that sellers always love a quick and easy close right. We want to make it very easy for the seller. Uh, They don't have to clean the property out. They don't have to make any repairs. They don't have to do any showings with potential buyers. Um, It's going to be quick and easy. And this headache, this problem that they currently have will be over and off their hands. That's what they want. Okay. So a couple examples, quick examples. Uh, This was a subject to deal. The seller had very little equity in the property. So Um, I think they had about $5,000 in equity. They had already bought another home. They were getting ready to move into the new home. They didn't wanna have two house payments. And so they figured that really the only way uh, that they could not have two house payments was to rent this house, the house that they had been living in and they were scared about managing a rental, which is a fairly common situation The reason they hadn't been able to sell the house was because they didn't have enough equity to pay the realtor fees. And so when they had listed it with a realtor, the realtor had had to raise the price to cover the fees. It didn't sell. And so they were frustrated. So I offered to give them a couple thousand dollars for their equity. And then I would take over the payments to the mortgage or to the bank to pay off the mortgage. And so they were very happy because they got a little bit of money, and this headache that they had was no longer an issue. For me, I only had to pay $2,000 for the house. I started making uh, rented within a week of us closing, and we started making monthly cash flow on that property. So I was very happy, and it's in an appreciating area in a great neighborhood. All right, another example. This is a land contract uh, example. And this was one of the first seller finance deals I did. So, this was a tired landlord. He had lived in one of the units. <clears throat> this was a double. He had two doubles for sale at the time. He had lived in one of the units. The price was very personal, the property was personal. Walking through the property, he was pointing out different improvements he had done, you know, different walls he had worked on, different uh, repairs he had made which to me as a buyer and an investor were insignificant, but to him, because he lived there, it was very personal. And so he, he had tried, in trying to sell and listing the properties, uh, he had received low ball offers and was frustrated because he didn't wanna negotiate on price. And additionally, he was tired of management. So the tenants were a constant headache He didn't have time to work on the house he just wanted free of the headache and didn't want beat up on price and so i agreed to his price and if he would offer on terms that i could pay him over time and he agreed to that so he got what he wanted he got his price and he got free of the management additionally he got monthly cash flow still I got what I wanted because I was able to put very little money down, purchase properties that had tenants in them, and started making cash flow each month. So it worked out for both of us. Okay, those are a couple examples. So how does this conversation start? How does it go? All right, so initially, we're just going to ask questions, right? We want to build rapport with the seller, and we want to get to know them, their situation and really what their motivation is. So usually when you ask, why are you selling your house? A lot of times the first answer isn't the real answer. You have to dig a little deeper to truly find their motivation. I'm gonna ask what they're gonna do with the money after the sale, right? What are are they gonna do with the proceeds? Is there anybody else involved in the decision? I wanna know I'm dealing with the actual decision maker. I'll ask a lot of open-ended questions. Would monthly cash flow help you in any way instead of a lump sum? Because you really don't know the situation of the seller. And I've had sellers say that monthly cash flow would help. One seller talked about how uh, her family would want to try to get some of the money if she received a lump sum. And so it was better for her to receive money monthly. So you just don't know their situation. Ask open-ended questions, let the seller talk, and listen. Continually listen. Are you concerned about the tax consequences? I'll ask if they've thought that through. Um, Would you like the sale to be part of a legacy for your kids, for your family, for your grandkids? Maybe they haven't thought about a legacy, and I'm just bringing that idea up, right? Maybe very little comes from that conversation or that question, but then down the road, if I know capital gains are an issue, we can talk about a lease option uh, so that the proceeds are a legacy. There are a whole bunch of benefits to that. So I'm just asking a bunch of questions so that they know I care about them. I'm building that rapport and I get a good uh, glimpse or a good picture of really what their motivation is and how I can help them. All right, this was a. Uh, <clears throat> Good question that came from a recent interview on the podcast. What would make this sale a win for you? It's a great, great question to ask the seller, right? Really pinpoint what exactly do they need to make this deal a win. All right, and then I'm going to use trial closes so that I know that I have the uh, real motivation for that seller. So, I'll ask things like if I could help you with this, would you be interested? Are we going to, are you ready to sign documents? Right? If such and such were no longer a problem, are you ready to sell your house today? If you no longer have to deal with two house payments or the family member who's living in the house not paying rent or whatever that headache is that they've talked about, whatever that why is if that were no longer a problem, are we gonna close the deal? And the trial closes give you a way to know if you have the the real motivation from the seller. If you give a trial close and they say no, they're not ready to close, then you don't know the real motivation because you've just said, if I take this issue away, are we gonna close? If they say no, then that's not the real issue there's another issue. Um, Additionally, I'll ask questions like, how would you feel if you no longer had to deal with this property, right? It's related to um, the feeling and the emotions for once they get through the sale. Because for a lot of sellers, it's a very stressful time selling the property. And I want them to know I'm on their side. I'm working with them to get them beyond this headache, beyond this obstacle. And so I want to put in their mind the emotions of having this sale done. What will it feel like? What will it feel like when they're getting monthly income? What will it feel like when this headache is no longer a constant <clears throat> issue for them? All right, and some key phrases to use, always revolving around opportunity and impact. Uh, usually when I talk to sellers like you, they want an all-cash offer until they realize the benefits they get from selling on terms. I just want to affirm to them or remind them that people sell properties on terms all the time. This is not a rare thing. It's not a weird thing. It's not a dangerous, risky thing. This is something that happens all the time. There are a lot of benefits to them as the seller, and they can get in on those benefits um, as long as they do what other sellers like them do. Uh, usually, other sellers like you like the idea of continuing to get monthly cash flow, right? It's just a reminder pointing out that other sellers really see a benefit to continuing to get monthly cash flow. I pay sellers every month and have for years. Those sellers love monthly cash flow and pointing out to these sellers that they can have that benefit too. Or another phrase is other sellers I've worked with like that they don't have to deal with repairs on their house and showings with a realtor, right? I'm just saying, we've been through this before with other sellers, other sellers have been very happy and pointing out some of those benefits. You are going to have a quick, easy closing. You don't have to deal with repairs on the house. You don't have to deal with cleaning out the house. You can walk away and be done. All right, thanks for joining us. Tune in next episode where I talk about how to overcome objections from sellers, how to handle those questions and concerns they have, and specifically how to make offers so that you get either a great deal all cash or get that seller financing offer accepted.